And now, from our Northern Command studios, back to Lifeline with Andy Froyland. Hi there. Welcome to our number two of Lifeline here tonight, our Truth For Today edition of Lifeline, which can be heard, by the way, Monday through Friday, right here on KFAX, 5.30 in the morning. Great way to get your day up and running. And then, of course, 8.30 Sunday morning, something to uh, get your heart stirred up as you drive yourself to worship on the Lord's Day. And again, that's Truth For Today here on KFAX. You can find out more about us at truthfortodayradio.org. And uh, our guest host this evening is Pastor Larry Howard. And we're talking about service, servanthood, and everything involved with all of that. Uh, the fact that it really is a joy, and, and uh, contrary to some of the connotations that might your mind might conjure up in the word servant, uh, there really is a joy and excitement and a fulfillment, actually, oh, in, in life when Nothing you like find it. yourself doing this, isn't there? Nothing like it. There isn't. I think that... Um, it's one of those deals when you when you do it, you'd say, why would I ever go back to not doing this? You know, it's kind of a crazy thing. But um, I oh, I you know, I, I was going to mention something and this is kind of off topic a little bit. So I'm going to surprise everybody in the room right now. But um, we have a, a group in our church that serves every week. Yeah. It's called our worship ministries. Yes. And I forgot to mention them earlier. And so I happen to be part of that. Believe it or not, I, they actually let me sing. And so um, I've heard I, you preach. This is a problem. Yeah. I no, don't. I just, yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying I was good. I just said they let me sing. <laughs> but um, we, we have a retreat coming up or what we, we were actually. Well, it's not really a retreat because we're doing it on site. But we call it a conference. And we happen to have uh, this guy named Tommy Walker. Is that his name? Tommy Walker. You, you know, uh, the, uh, Tommy Walker, I know of Tommy Walker. Yeah, Tommy Walker's coming, and yeah, okay. he's from down south, and he he wrote some wonderful songs like He Knows My Name and some of those songs. And so he's going to be coming and bringing his band, and so we're going to have a great time coming up on the 25th and 26th, I think, at the end of the month here. And yeah. so just mention that. as I, I don't want to leave out worship ministry because I work with these people, and they're going to give me a bad time. But Boy, they, and I, uh, I, I can't imagine anybody having more joy in their service than those on the worship team. Super excited to be, able to be to, part of that. I mean, I can't carry a tune in a bucket. I don't care how big your bucket is. I yeah. just can't. You know, I, that's why I got into radio. I couldn't sing, so I figured I'll play the guys who could. Make but, a joyful noise in your heart. Oh, <laughs> man. I tell you, that, that uh, yeah. music is just... So fun. Know, it is. It is, and I thank God for it. I mean, it was... I've been involved in our worship ministry for probably better part of 20 years, you know, yeah. being in there. And so when I became pastor, I'm like, hey, I, I don't want to stop doing that. I enjoy it too much. Right. And, um, and they were so they needed help so badly and were so desperate. They allowed me to stay. And so but that's a, another aspect of, of ministry that I think, man. And you know what? We have folks from all different backgrounds of music. Some are very talented with, you know, they can read every sheet that you put in front of them and all that. And then you have the ones like me that I see the dots and I can go up and down. Right. But yeah. I want to be here. I want to serve in this aspect. And, um, you know, when you come and you realize that we're serving the Lord, we're singing the truth about him. He's the audience. And then the people out there are really the actors. You yeah. think about it. They were, you know, the, the audience, and we just happen to be up on stage yeah. singing. And, and then I've heard it said that we're the prompters. Yes. We're yes. the prompters. And so we prompt them, and, and that's our way of serving on a Sunday morning. 
and uh, the worship ministry has a great group of people that are very faithful to that and we have some great musicians and all of that and we always use more help you know that's, yeah. that's that aspect of well you guys got it together up there you probably don't need any help we're like are you kidding me we need a drummer we need this we need that yeah and just like every church yes right? Andy I mean your yeah. church needs people all the time too and, yeah. and, I, and it's not just we need your help I want you to. It's part of the sanctification process to serve, and and it's it's uh, from from a leadership perspective, it's getting your congregation into the mindset that um, we don't have people paid to do this, right? Um, right. This is dependent upon you. I the the thought of so many folks, and um, it's in just any church, really. Well, you know, it's the pastor's job to evangelize. Someone else will do that. Somebody else will do that. That's yeah. what we pay them for. That They get paid Ooh, for that. So yeah. I'm just going to sit here. Which brings up, it begs the question, is there a limitation to service? I mean, from from prayer to feed, I, try and try and exhaust the list of opportunities. There's, right? You, you can't. No, you really can't. Because I think that I think that's a, a problem too. You bring up a really good point that the only areas to serve are these areas, right? And I think, well, wait a minute. If you pray with somebody, that's service. That's service of some kind, you know. And now, and. And then I think that that's what we have to get away from is the only part of service is what everybody sees. And that's what we were talking about earlier. Yeah. That's not true. Mm-mm. That's not true at all. Uh, we have people that their number one job is praying. I mean, that's what they do. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's like the guy that's a giver. He's, he's been blessed to be. God's blessed his life in such a way that he's a giver financially. Well, he doesn't want to be known as that guy. Yeah. You know, and God says, don't let people know what you give. Yeah, you know, don't, don't let don't your right that. hand know what yeah, your left hand is doing. And so I'm like, and so there are so many aspects of ministry that are so important that, that hey, think about this the deacons' ministry. Yeah. A ministry that deacons do allow the elders to do what God intended them to do yeah right and so the the elders of the church have to be about prayer and about um the mysteries of the word yes knowing how to defend those mysteries and then digging them out right and so look the elders can't do their job unless the deacons do their job right right and then the deacons can't do their job if other people aren't doing their jobs. It's just how it works. Yeah, we get so focused on the tip of the iceberg that's visible above the water, right. we fail to see the mass that's underneath. Right. Well, and I think you know, I think there's ministry opportunities and service opportunities, and I think your gift will come alive in those opportunities for really sure. Does. But I think there's also some aspects that we're all charged to do. They don't have to necessarily be my spiritual gift. You know, I mean, I, I I'm going to give. Yeah. Every time I get paid, I'm going to give. Well, that's yep. that's not necessarily my spiritual gift, but it's I'm a still charged to call. do it. Right. And it's the same thing with evangelism. I'm not an evangelist per se, but I'm sure going to tell you about Christ. Because all, all of us are supposed to be ambassadors, not just yeah. pastors. And so I think there's there's those aspects. So, yeah, I know the service goes on and on and on and on. Yeah. But it's got to be an attitude. It's this attitude yes. that we talked about last week in Philippians. Right. Hey, have this attitude. Have this mind. I came to serve. Yeah. Not to be served. And, um, you know, the people that come to Valley, um, I, I, fortunately, I really believe that Valley 
has a lot of people that surf. We really do have a lot of people that surf. Um, I would say, you know, we go to that 20-80 rule. 20% of the people give 80% of the money. 20% of the people do 80% of the work. I'm, I'm trusting and hoping that... Closer and, to forty, yeah, I would say, yeah, I think we're more, we're probably more like a forty sixty, yeah, and um, we'd like to see that go sixty forty, and why? So that we can relax and do nothing? No, because you can't do my ministry, yeah, you can't do my serving. No. So I, I just want you to understand the joy of this Christian life here on earth, because well, you know, hey, you guys are aware of this. In heaven, you're going to have a job to do. You, yeah, you're going to serve when you yes. get to heaven. It doesn't end. So, hey, we're designed to serve. Now, you, you brought up a point, and I'm I'm uh, I'm going to highlight it a bit, and we'll pick it up in our next uh, segment here, uh, just after the break. But the the fact is, uh, Valley Bible Church tends to be the exception more than the rule, and there is a reason behind that, and that's what I want to say for our, uh, after this this commercial break. So we'll take a quick time out. Don't go away. There is a reason why uh, churches like Valley. Bible tend to have a higher ratio of those who serve. We'll talk about that coming up. And now from our Northern Command Studios, back to Lifeline with Andy Froyland. And we're back. It's Lifeline with Pastor Larry Howard, our guest host this evening on our Truth For Today edition of Lifeline. As we uh, left our last segment just before the break, we were talking about the fact that Valley Bible Church tends to be the exception to the rule of the 2080 principle. In other words, 20% of the folks are going to do all of the work and do all of the giving while the 80% just kind of uh, occupy a, a blob spot somewhere in the sanctuary on a Sunday. And there is a reason for that. And I, I wanted to get to this because it's the impetus and it's it's the, the driving force behind not just servanthood, but the desire and the joy. And that is, you guys are faithful with the gospel. Absolutely. Faithful with the gospel and the word of God, period. Just the yes. whole thing, you know. And um, I think that serving is contagious, mm-hmm. if you will. And so, you know, if we had people, let's say in our worship ministry, you know, we'll go back to that one because they're on stage. They're people that everybody sees. We have greeters and ushers at the back that are they're not on stage, but they're on stage, if you know what I mean. They're, they're in the eye of everybody. We have a donut and coffee ministry. That ought to bring people out to our church right there. <laughs> just having that. But we have that ministry. Well, what if we had people that were doing those things that did not have the joy? Right. You know, like, well, I'm just doing this because God told me I had to. I really don't want to. You know, I, I just think, man... That's not an attitude that I, I don't see any of our people with that kind of attitude. We have this friendly face. We have a smiling face. We're we're happy to be here. We just love the Lord. We want to be together, and so um, and that's scriptural. Yeah, you know, very much, uh, very scriptural. And so I always think of First John, where he says, um, "If you say you love me, but you don't love my people, you're a liar, and I'm not in you." Right. You know, and I'm like, well, how could you not love God's people? Yeah. You know, I mean, there's some of them that are hard to love. Right. But you're still supposed to love them. And so I'm like, hey, and guess what? What I always think of when I think of people that I, I feel are hard to love sometimes, I always think about how hard I am to love. Like, what makes me think that 
I'm what more is, lovable than they are. Right. You know, but I think one of the the deals for me is it's kind of a proof of that I'm a Christian that I serve. Yeah. You know, I'm like, hey, I can't I can't just sit around and do nothing. I got to do something. Yeah. And so, um, but you know, what? I will tell you this: I was rebuked. I know this is going to hurt you hurt you right now, Andy, because I know you got a wife. I was rebuked by my wife about service. Okay, we need to take a time out. <laughs> listening to Lifeline. Time for an extra break. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I think I've said this before here uh, on another show, maybe a long time ago. But, you know, I, I remember going to an event where my wife was evangel. My wife was discipling, excuse me. She was discipling a group of women. Um, very interesting. She does not feel her gift is in teaching. You know, she, and teaching little kids, yes, but adults, right. no. Yeah. And so, uh, but when your neighbor across the street comes over and says, hey, can you tell me about your church? I see you guys going to church all the time, and your kids seem to talk about it. And can you tell me a little bit about your church? Because I just met this guy named Jesus, and I, want, I need to find a church to go to. Wow. Well, so Lynn sits down and tells her about our church and says, hey, matter of fact, um, we could do a little Bible study. Yeah. You know, I can take you through a little book or whatever. So she starts doing that. Well, that lady's, all her sisters came. A couple of her nieces started coming. Her mom came. She had about 10, 12 women at this Bible study now. Okay. So I'm asked to film their baptisms one day. And like six or seven of them got baptized that night. Wow. And as they went in the tank... They're all, you know, Pastor Phil was doing this baptism school. Tell us why you, why you decided to. Well, man, that's Lynn Howard, you know, told us about, about we need to get baptized. We, we've accepted Christ. We need to show that to the public that we believe in him. And, and I remember recording this for her. And I'm thinking, man, God's really using Lynn. Why isn't he using me like that? <laughs> and then, you know, it's, you, sometimes you ask yourself the dumbest questions. Oh, you do, don't you? Because you're or guys. That's what we well, do. We, we are. I'm immediately guilty. Yeah. You know, I'm uh-huh. like, well, because you're not available, you dumbo. You're just yeah. sitting at home watching a ball game, you know, on, on Tuesday nights instead of leading a Bible study. And right. so I'm like, man, you know. And it's fortunately... Um, you know, my wife didn't have to come to me and say, you know, you need to be serving. She didn't say that. She just went and started serving. She just started serving. And it, but it became contagious. Yeah. And it was shortly after that, I'm like, I got to start serving. Yeah. You know, what am I doing? Yeah. I got to serve. And, and hey, what you said earlier, way early in this broadcast, hey, I'm busy. I'm this. I'm that. Well, I had all of those. Yeah. I had oh, all of it, those. It's easy to come up with those excuses. Oh, I got little kids at home and I've got this and I've got that. And I'm like, God saved you. Right. And said he had to work for you. And he'll work out the details of how much strength you need and all that. You ever seen people that will tell you? I We had people in the worship ministry that told me at the end of the year, at the end of our year, we had an interview with some people. And we interviewed this one couple. And uh, this guy was just a good old boy, Gary Anderson. Remember Gary Anderson? Oh, yeah. And so he was here and he goes, you know, Larry, I got to tell you something, man. He says, uh. Me and Nancy, we, we come home on Wednesday nights getting ready to go out and serve and, and practice for music so we can serve on Sunday. And he goes, you know, a lot of times we're just worn out, man. We're exhausted. We're tired. She's working. I'm working. And we're like, man, we, sh- we should just figure out a reason not to go tonight. He goes, but, you know, we know we're supposed to be there. We've signed up for it. We committed to it. And we need to serve. So we just come out anyway. 
He goes, you know, every time we feel like that, we get home, we can't sleep that night. Because we're so, so excited, so excited so about what happened at worship yep. ministry in the prayer time and in reading the word wow. together and serving alongside of brothers and sisters in a like-minded folks, which is what he said in Philippians. Do you right. have this mind within you? What's this mind? Your own mind? No, no. it's Christ's it's mind. mind. In you, I'm like, oh my goodness, yeah. And and if he could come and serve, why can't I? Yeah. If the King of Kings yes. can serve, right. you can serve. And he's given you the gift and the power to do it. Exactly. And so I love those kind of storylines because it oh. gives me something to say on the radio to you. Yeah. Exactly. But no, they're wonderful stories. Another because, one. Yeah. Yeah. I just you know that. So there's and there and where does service end? I don't think it, it doesn't. ever ends. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't end. You know, Hendri- Howard Hendricks said that God has a very definite way of letting you know when He's done with you. You stop breathing. <laughs> you, you die. You die. <laughs> and so I'm done with you on like, earth. Let's hey, let's start your you new know, venture. Up you want to you want to retire? Yeah. <laughs> well, you can retire from your job, but you you're always going to serve God. You should. I, yeah. And yeah. Um, you know he what what happened with Christ? He's 33 years old, and what's his prayer in John 17? God, now that I've glorified you, glorify me. Yeah. Now that I've done everything that you sent me to do, you there's this promise that I'm going to be glorified yeah. now. So, hey, and guess what he does with us? Same when we thing. fulfilled everything that he's asked or the, everything that he had designed for us to fulfill, I'm com- you're, you're coming you're home. Coming home. So, and part of that is you better be serving. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, no, I and the, you know I think what has always impressed me, Larry, um, because gosh, I, I was I was thinking the other day, as I'm I'm going on almost twenty five. Well. 20 years, 20, uh, we, I started, uh, doing the radio program just about 20 years ago. So I've got a long run with Pastor Phil. It goes by pretty quick though, doesn't it? It does. It, (laughs) it flies by, but the faithfulness of this church Mm. to keep Christ central in all things. Number one. Which, uh, you know, and now as a pastor of a small church up north, I am what I, I am following that model. I'm right. Christ is central right. in everything I do. And all of a sudden now I've got folks, small little church, but they're they're stepping up going, I want to do this ministry. And I want to do that ministry. And I'm standing back going, this is just amazing. When, well, look at this, man. I, I got a couple of women who want to do Embrace Grace and minister to crisis pregnancy women. Right in our community, I, it just it amazes so many areas, me. Huh? But it's the faithfulness of Christ showing up, and and it's the infectiousness of that grace. I think that really gets folks rolling, doesn't it? Well, yeah, for sure. And let me ask you this, Andy: You've been around as long as I have. I'm younger than you. <laughs> You're old, but but I look younger than you, so that's all that matters. <laughs> But no, I, I think, think of this. When have you ever obeyed God and he didn't reward it? Oh, it doesn't happen. No, it's, it's non-existent. It's impossible. And here's, here's something that I saw here at Valley that I don't know if very many people are really aware of it. I don't know how much time do we have. Uh, you know what? Let's we'll take a keep, quick time out. Okay, do it. Yeah. And put a bookmark right there, All and right. we'll pick up on the other side of this All break. Right. Quick we'll time out. Yeah. Pay some bills. This is Lifeline on KFAX. 
And now, from our Northern Command studios, back to Lifeline with Andy Froyland. We are back. It's Lifeline. Pastor Larry Howard, our guest host this evening on our Truth For Today edition of Lifeline. We're talking about service, servanthood, what it all means and what it all looks like, and the joy that can be found in the midst of it. And you, we put a bookmark there just before the, the break here, so pick it up right where you left off. Yeah, I had a thought based off of what you were talking about, about Valley has been like a Christ-centered ministry, and it's been about Christ. It hasn't been about any men. It hasn't been that. One of the evidences of that, and one of the things that I I am thankful for is that, you know, we had uh, uh, our senior founding pastor who was normally here. Right. I'm filling in for him today, Phil Howard. Um was a guy that was a dynamic individual, a, a wonderfully gifted man speaking and all of those things. Love the Lord, still does. And so, but what was interesting is to show that, in my in my perspective anyway, and I think Chuck is here, he's shaking his head yes to this, is that what I noticed is when Phil finally after 48 years steps away there would have been the perfect time for people to say okay i'm kind of tired done too. yeah i'm done it's a good time to leave i'm no longer going to serve and that didn't happen no and so that it shows that the people although we love phil he would be a guy He's pastor emeritus oh, he would be a guy easy to follow yeah you know i mean he'd be easy to get enamored with yeah and and there is a certain amount of that but it's because we love the man so much not right. because he's something better yeah. than us even. right and phil if you know phil he's not that guy no he, he's he, not he's Nowhere uh near. my uh one individual said there's no guile in him yeah exactly and i think that's a very good way of putting it yeah and so um but i i thought of that when you said it's a christ-centered ministry yes and if it's not if we make it about men now we're in trouble like they were in corinth which don't get me going because we spoke on that for about the last three months or four right. months right but i think just you know what um if christ is the center if you're at a church right now because i know this is a radio audience if you're at a church right now that you don't think christ is being preached or taught or he's not the center of that ministry it's all about the men or it's all about you know i've got my ministry and you leave my ministry alone and all those Five kind of programs four yeah. keys if, if three ideas and a partridge in a pear tree yeah, that's if yeah. you can't see christ in that ministry yeah. I would suggest you find another church, yeah. or if you have influence in any way, that you try and influence that church for Christ more so. Yes. Because if at the end of the day, um, it's his church. It is. And some people act like it's their church. And that is death. Yes. It's death to churches. That's why so many churches closed during COVID, and, doing, and they haven't opened their doors again. Yeah. Because they, they couldn't keep it going based on their own strength and that type of thing. And so I'm like, I just noticed that. I'm thinking that even now as we're talking about this, I think our people serve, and they, they became servants of Christ. And it wasn't based on Paul, Apollos, Cephas, or Phil Howard. Right. And it's sure ain't based on Larry Howard. Yeah. You know, it's just not. And so, um, and I'm thankful for a guy for 48 years who taught us to do that. Yeah. You know, he, he was right. really true to what the Word of God says in that area. And so, he's not here, and I'm saying all these nice things about him, so he'll have to hear it whenever, later on. Yeah. <laughs> or we'll send him this clip. <laughs> I'll edit it out. Yeah. 
It'll go to his head. I know it will. Yeah. <laughs> That's that adulation we talked about earlier. Yeah. No, I think that uh, it's I think that's a truism here. I think yeah. that the men that have been here and the men that were alongside of Phil in those years have been the same type of men. I, I and I've always I've, um, Nehemiah, they had a mind oh. to work. Absolutely, and I you see that on this campus, yeah. sword in one hand and putting bricks Prowl up in the other. in the other, man. I got a mind to work, Absolutely. and that's just it. But it we it's got, the, we got something to build. Hell, and it's all been cultivated by the love of God in Christ. Absolutely, and absolutely, that, and that's uh, that's at the heart of it all, isn't it? Well, I would say it this way: I, I, I don't think that any of you could convince me to do what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm serious. Well, I, I, I don't believe I, any man could convince me because uh, the man we just talked about talked to me when I was about 35-ish, somewhere in there, and asked me if I would ever consider full-time service or consider, have you ever considered becoming a pastor? And I said, no way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't believe, and, and he was, because of, Phil's love for you it was very persuasive when he asked you to do things. It wasn't manipulative. Right. It was because you knew he cared about you and loved you. Yeah. But I was so adamantly that will never happen. Yeah. And here I am. I know, right? And I'm like, maybe Phil knew something I didn't know, huh? God's in heaven going, <laughs> hold my beer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like, what is going on here? Why? Oh, yeah? Watch yeah. this. Yeah. yeah. Ex- I mean, exactly. Never tell the Lord what you're going to do. No. Or and what you won't do. What is that? <laughs> never say never. Yeah, and, right. And, you know, exactly. I'm like, well, there you go. And and so, you know, thankful, very thankful to be a part of Valley Bible Church. Yeah. And um to be on the leadership that's pushing it to the next level. And, know, I, or, and, and I think, uh, uh, you know, just another view or vantage point I had with Pastor Phil is because I'm, I'm kind of on the outside looking in. I'm, you know, I'm off to yeah. the side a little bit, but I'm still outside looking in. And the one thing that has always impressed me and I valued about Pastor Phil was the fact that um, he was one of us. Where there was a possibility and a great possibility of becoming a celebrity, quote unquote, pastor. And I mean, you, you, we've got a large church. This yeah. is a large church. It's easy yeah. to, it could have been real easy to fall into that. But like most pastors of a large church, Phil did not run to the office after the service. That's Phil right. did not sequester himself. Right Phil did not seek, sneak home and, you know, hide his house from everybody. Right. He's in the phone book. He's out there with the, he's one of us. Right. And, he, and he never pretended to be anything else. No, and I would say he understood First Corinthians four pretty well. Those exactly. first five verses, he understood yeah. that I'm an under, I'm an under rower, mm-hmm. I'm a steward, and that's what we are. Yeah, and I'm and I need to be trustworthy and loyal to be doing that. Who is it that said, as uh, from a pastoral perspective, we we uh, we preach to dead men as dying men, and yeah. um, oh, there was another one. Uh, something to the fact that uh, every time we get up to preach, we preach and die every time, yeah. only to turn around and do it again. This is again. a this is a selfless, yeah. yeah, yeah. And but it's an interesting dynamic, isn't it? it? Is it's, a, it's the uh, it's that thing where we talk about uh, when you preach, you preach ahead of time. 
you preach day of and you preach forever afterward. Uh huh. And the forever afterward is you're very critical of yourself for what you did and didn't say and all those things. Yeah. I've learned to kind of ignore all the recordings. Yeah. Because I'm like, no. Um, you know, my wife will ask me sometimes, hey, how do you think it went today? And I'm like, and it, it's a it's a servant. And horrible. How do you, th- what else am I going to say? <laughs> well, I rarely say that. What I will say is this. Uh, this is my classic answer to that. I don't know. Yep. I don't know, but here's here's the servant part. But I do know that I did what God asked me to do today. Yeah. I studied the word. I think he gave me what it says. Yeah. And I said that today. Yeah. Now, how did it go? I, I'm not a listener. I'm a I'm the speaker at that point, but I'm like I don't know. Time will tell. Yeah, how it went. That's kind of how I look I, at it. I, I always end up afterwards going, well, I, I missed that. I forgot that. I didn't include that. <laughs> right. And you, right. yeah, you're so critical. And the only all. thing I got to land on on that is that's because God didn't want me to say those things. Yes, exactly. The sovereignty of God says those aren't what you were supposed to say today. The end of the day, I've always appreciated uh, Martin Lloyd Jones thoughts on that you know you said if if people come up to me after the service going marvelous sermon pastor oh doc you were doctor you were spot on or, oh that was just incredible he says i failed right he said but if they walk past me talking to one another going i've never seen jesus like that isn't yeah. jesus amazing he says i've gotten close to what i've been called to do right this isn't right. about the accolades so I, I, you know i and i've and i've told our congregation i said look you know october's coming up up, man, that's Pastor Appreciation Month. <laughs> I, I I don't want your gifts. I, I don't yeah. want your presence. I don't want the accolades. Me. <laughs> yeah, I'll do that. I said, look, you, you, I I I follow I follow John the Evangelist out of Second John or Third yeah. John. It gives me no greater pleasure than to know that my children are following Christ. Absolutely. You want to show me how much you appreciate me? You follow hard after Christ. You follow. Christ. You become a servant. Yeah. You do yeah. these things, man. That's my joy. I um I have this tendency when I preach to go over. On the timelines, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I know you don't. I have no clue. No, no preacher ever does. No, we. But (laughs) really, um, you go over. I never do. Yeah, but listen, (laughs) but listen to this. The last liars go to hell. I guess the last last time I preached, though, I I, some a a young guy, Mm -hmm. not too young, but probably in his early forties, sends me this text. So you'll you'll appreciate this. I'm sorry, audience, you're just gonna have to put up with this, (laughs) pastor. I just wanted to thank you for the message today and encourage you, dot, dot, dot. Feel free to go as long as you need to when you're preaching. (laughs) Whatever God told you to tell me, I want to hear it. And I'm like, I'm going to have this one. When I run out of time, I'm going to have this flash behind me on the screen. (laughs) Frame that one. Well, I've I've shared it with everybody now, including your radio audience. There you go. Yeah. But I mean, because, you know, you're just serving God in that. And and so um, and I'm not trying to you're not trying to take advantage of that. It's just God's put so much in your heart to say. And so uh, and I'm happy to do it. I think when you preach, you feel the same way. And Chuck, when he's teaching a class, I know he feels that same way. What an honor and privilege it is to serve God in this capacity. And now we're back to that word joy. Joy and servant. As a servant. I don't know. I just don't think I could. I don't think I'd be happy. 
if I was a servant. All right, quick time out. We'll be back with our final segment here on Lifeline with Pastor Larry Howard, your guest host tonight on our Truth For Today edition of Lifeline. And now from our Northern Command studios, back to Lifeline with Andy Froyland. And we are back. It's Lifeline, Andy Froyland, Pastor Larry Howard. We are your hosts here tonight. Larry is the Larry's the host. I'm the moderator. I get to moderate. That's the fun part. Uh, it is our Truth For Today edition of Lifeline. And as we close things out on, on the, the notion, idea, and uh, the issue of servanthood, uh, Larry, just a few final thoughts to wrap up our, our mind on all of this yeah well first of all I would I would say that I think I said earlier or maybe it was an off off air I can't remember but I think I said earlier and if I didn't then I'll say it now that I learned to just tell people thank you for serving the Lord yeah, yeah. and so um, you know I'm thankful for all of you who are serving the Lord you know continue to do that continue to do that and there'll be times where you feel like giving up um, that happens to everyone. I believe it does anyway. And But remember, greater is he that is in you than he that is in this world. And we know that he's the prince of the power of darkness. And um, I'm, I'm reminded, and um, it's one of my favorite antidotes. I think it's a, a prescription that everybody needs to take because I believe that people are hurting, including those that are serving, there's sometimes this, you know, I, I heard someone say that this life is not easy. <laughs> really? Yeah. And here's the deal. I, I want to sign up for all the glory and all the things that God has promised me. But one of the things he's promised me is suffering. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's whether you're the pastor, whether you're the executive pastor of a large church like I happen to be privileged to be, whether you're preaching or whether you're not. Whatever your service is, there'll be some hard times in it. Yeah, and I would say perseverance of the saints is always required. But I will encourage you with this anecdotal passage that I think is a formula for whatever you're going through. I don't care what it is, um, and I I use it quite a bit when I preach um, because it's just the truth. And um, it's the word of God go wrong with the word of God. Yeah, the word of God is always going to be the truth. But it's, it's in Philippians four. I find it there uh, in verse four, and I, I think I've said this on this this radio show before. But I, this is one of my favorite passages, and I I believe I had preached this um, passage on the day that my dad went into surgery and never woke up. Mm. Okay, so listen to this. Rejoice in the Lord. Sometimes. No. Always. Okay. And I looked up that word always, and it means always. Again, I will say rejoice. So he says it twice. Uh, Let your gentle spirit be known to all men. The Lord is near. And you can take that the Lord is near however you want to. He's coming back or he's near. I always like to say he's so near that he's in you. Yes. So that's pretty near. That's near. And even if he comes back, he's still in me. So I don't know how that's going to work out, but I want to be, I want to be one of the ones that gets, I want to go airmail. Anyway, um, and then he says this, be anxious for nothing. And um, that's going to be the hardest thing you'll ever do in life is be anxious for nothing. But, so there's a huge contrast there. We know there's a switch in everything. 
and I looked up everything, and it means everything. By prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. Not to your pastor, not to your friend, not to your neighbor, but to God. And then look what happens, and, and here we go. And again, another big word. Then the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension. Now think about that. That's the wisest people in the world. They can't comprehend this kind of peace. Yeah. But he'll give it to you. We'll guard your hearts and your minds in Christ. your church. Christ. In the radio show. No, in Christ Jesus. And then look what he says. And finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there's any excellence and if anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. The things you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things. Now, that's Paul. And we would say that Paul was a huge servant. Yeah. And the God of peace will be with you. Mm. And so I think of that as you serve the Lord. There'll be times where you have anxious moments. And because when you're really serving the Lord and being successful in that realm, there's nothing more that the devil would love to do than to knock you off that perch. Mm-hmm. So that's where it can't be about you either. Right. That's where you got to keep it about Christ. But I'm like, just keep rejoicing. Because it's interesting that he says rejoice again and say, well, rejoice. Well, there's a trial there. But then he says, and finally, think on good things. Yeah. Get your mind off the things that are happening that are causing you to have anxious thoughts and all that. Get them off of that. Get on these good things. Start thinking this way. And, um, you know, if, you're th- if you've been thinking about service in your church, if you've been thinking, I need to, I need to serve, let it translate to your feet. Yeah. Let that thought translate so that you start to do it. And I promise you something. You can look me up if this doesn't happen. But if you start serving and you find a spot and you do it according to God's word, like you're doing it because you want to serve him, not people, not people. That'll always let you down. Yep. But if you're serving him, guess what will happen, though? The people will come because mm-hmm. you're following after what God said to do. And then people are going to see that. And they're going to go, oh, I want to be around that guy. He seems to be happy. You're going to be seasoning. and Yeah. And so I would just say, remember this passage, Philippians 4, 4 through 9 there. I, I just think it's such an anecdote for whatever you're struggling with. There's a promise that you'll get peace. Why wouldn't you want that peace? Mm-hmm. You know, and and we leave it behind when we don't do what God said to do. And so in your ministry, in your serving, please let it translate. And and then I would say, I will just challenge everyone. Andy, I'm challenging you, Chuck, you, whoever else is in this room with us. I challenge you to pray about serving. Like, I don't know where I want to serve. I'm not sure. Why don't you ask God where he wants you to serve? Why don't you ask him to open the door to service for you? Because I think he'll take you a lot further in serving him than you ever imagined. And you'll find more joy in it than you ever thought possible. And I, I, I just wanted to confirm Galatians, Paul says, and when do not grow weary in well-doing. Don't grow weary in it. For in due season, you will reap a reward. A reward. It's coming. You're yeah. getting a reward. And listen, whether you're 
I don't care what religious Sharpen. affiliation you're with That's or any of that. If you know Christ, yeah. there's coming a day where you're going to stand before him and he's going to reward you for everything you've done for him. Yeah. And um, I hope I get more than just the salvation wreath on that day. I hope there's some other things I've done. And um, But once again, if if I don't receive any reward there, which I know I'm going to because I'm promised it, but even if I wasn't, I've enjoyed I've enjoyed it like nothing else, being able to serve him now. The rewards we reap today, oh, today in his grace. Watching, like you said, people's lives be oh, changed. It's in, uh, yeah. I think of how uh, rich is that? Multiple people I've seen God change their lives. My own daughter, he changed her life. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how can you how can you top that? I don't yeah. know what he's going to do. I'm I'm excited at the possibilities, but man, I tell you what, like you, if if nothing's done, wow, what a journey it's been. Wow, I wouldn't go backwards. I don't want to change any of it. Right. The only thing I would change is the times that I wasn't doing anything. Yeah. You're like man, I wish I would have discovered this a little sooner. Yeah. But anyway, so I appreciate uh, I appreciate your ministry on the radio too, Andy. Oh, I appreciate yours. Yours is, yeah. yeah. It's 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 just it's joy it's, it's just fun, fun. It's it just is fun. and that's what we you know just so people know i know this sounds very formal or on the radio but all we do is get together and have a good time yeah and, and exalt the lord in everything we're talking about being and servants what of fun. the most high what fun. and fun. allowing others to listen in yeah. what a delight yeah it's, so. it's been good appreciate well, you well it is a it is a joy to come to you uh, every fourth friday of the month around here we do uh, really delight in that it is our joy and our delight to be here to uh, talk about our lord and savior jesus christ and uh, hopefully encourage you along the way thanks again for spending time with us this evening we'll see you next month we'll do it all over again craig roberts back with you on tuesday here on lifeline on kfax opinions expressed in the preceding program do not necessarily represent the views of the ownership staff or management of kfax copyright salem communications all rights reserved